Bum, 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 bum. It's cold outside, there's no kind of atmosphere, I'm all alone, more or less. Let me fly far away from here. Fun, fun, fun. In the sun, sun, sun. I want to lie shipwrecked and comatose, drinking fresh mango juice. Goldfish shells nibbling at my toes. Fun, fun, fun. In the sun, sun, sun. Fun, fun, fun. Sun, sun, bum, 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 Smegheads podcast starts now. Hello, Smegheads. <laughs> it's an extra long one because it's the last episode. My name is Jed Shepherd, <laughs> and I'm Daniela Phillips. Thanks very much for joining us today on the Red Dwarf Podcast. Are you drunk? No, I've been okay. drinking water. Okay. Um. I hope people have actually we forget people have been listening to us singing like the whole time with our um our theme song. Yes, yeah. So and it's it's our dulcet tones. Do people realise that that's us singing? Yeah. It's great. Um I mean not just us, it's like our friends as well, so but still it's great. Um and uh, yeah, this is the last episode. Maybe we should do like an a cappella version at the end of this episode. It is a cappella to start with, what do you mean? Like you a, mean just like a live version? Yeah. Can we do that? Should we do it now? <laughs> no, 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 let's, no, let's not do, do it, it now. a treat at okay. the end. <laughs> is it a treat? I don't know. Wow. <laughs> Last episode, Daniela. We've made it. I know. It's been a High long five. way. <laughs> yeah, we've done it. We have done it. We've got to the end of series five, the best series of Red Dwarf. It's all down here from it's all downhill from here, guys. <laughs> can't speak anymore. Can't. Six episodes you in. Can't. Um have you enjoyed the series so far? I have, I have. It's definitely been one of my favourites, I'd say. And we're going to end on a high as well. Yeah, it's a good one. It's not only a good one, it's probably the best one. Oh, controversial. It's not controversial at all, it's controversial if you disagree with me. Uh, I don't think it's the best in the series because there's some pretty well, hang good on, Hang episodes. on, hang on, hang on. You don't think it's the best in the si- series? No, I think it's... It's, it's one of the best overall. Really? Okay. Wow. I think it's okay. a very good episode, but I'd say there's probably one, maybe two better. Guys, this episode's going to get real, real soon. <laughs> I, I thought it was going to be a real straightforward one, but obviously not. Well, wow. no, I still think it's excellent. But... Stay tuned to, to Jed and Daniela falling out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so this one's back to reality. And before we get into it, any admin, Daniela? Um, no. Got any holidays plans? Um, looking at holidays Daniela's at the got moment. Daniela's got a new job. Yeah. Oh, I booked um, one of my friends is getting married. So I'm going on a hen- nice. her hen weekend to Dublin. Uh, Biggest city in the May. world, yeah. Uh, actually, it's just outside of Dublin. I mean, it's about an hour away. That but, sounds awful um, then. Yeah, so I've, bo- <laughs> I've booked my uh, BA uh, first class flights over there. Did, why did you have to mention <laughs> that? Wow. You, you, like in the last episode, you were afraid you were too common sounding. And now you're going <sighs> to... Um, but that's good. So, so you, need, you need to re- relax from all the other holidays that you have. Um, I've got no admin this week. Okay, I sp- I that's spent, a nice change. Yeah, I've spent it all last week. I guess just to reiterate what happened said in the last episode, Star Wars um, gigs on july 14th uh go to thisiscantina.com if you don't know about it but all the details there two star wars bands and uh, a big massive band that have sold nine million records are going to play plus and me and daniel what are you going to do there 
I, I'm I might say. actually might do karaoke for the end for like the last hour. I'm gonna I'll get Star up and Wars okay. Carly Simon or something. I'm so vain that one. <laughs> no, that's your one. You know, my one is nobody could nobody does <laughs> no, it better. That's my one. No, that's my one. That's, my I, that's one. what everyone I everyone knows. Sing. That's my. That's my song. That's my yours, yours is I'm so vain, and no, mine is nobody not. does it better. No, Simple not. as that. <laughs> okay, we should have a nobody does it better sing off. Need to. Uh, um, yes, yeah, so if you want to go to that, uh, the tickets are probably almost sold out, or or maybe already sold out. But um, I might keep some some back on the door because just in case people don't see it uh but yeah go to it. it'll be probably the best thing ever and no one's ever done anything like this in the history of star wars so i get to do it whoop, whoop. and also this is one step closer to me actually writing a star wars that's that's my okay. end goal and i've got an idea for a star wars film a standalone star wars film right and it's kind of linked into my gig right so you know the you've seen star wars right yes you know the cantina band and my yes. my event's called cantina I want to do a film about how they got together and formed. Okay. And then about them on the road, how they got together, the highs and the lows of being um, a badly paid band in 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 a galaxy full of like scum, um, and how they actually got the gig and who and the, about the promoter who booked them the gig in the cantina. Good luck with that. Yeah, and where where they where they're kind of like where the song got in in the galaxy charts and stuff like that. Um, I just I would just love to know more about those guys. Um, and I think that's my forte, music and film and stuff. Go well, so, so let me write Star Wars. Start, are you all right, Daniela? Yeah, okay. yeah, I'm just waiting for you to stop. Yeah, you look like you've, lost, you've, you've, you've <laughs> got on a uh, Star Wars rant. You look like you actually lost the will to live. <laughs> like I was looking into the eyes of like a baby seal or something, about to be clubbed. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much how I was feeling. <laughs> So um, let's dive into this episode. Back on format, guys. It's Back to Reality, uh, sixth episode of Series V. And uh, it's the uh, 30th episode overall. Six times okay. five, 30. Maths in action. Yeah. Um, and it's probably one of the most loved episodes um, of all time. Back in the days in the 90s, the Smegazines, this was always number one. It was this and Polymorph kind of like um, bobbing up and down for, for that number one space. And I think this is probably, if it was just up to me, which it isn't, unfortunately, guys, I think this is probably the best episode of Red Wolf ever. See, I think Quarantine's better. Quarantine is excellent, but it's not better than Back to Reality. Oh. And hopefully during this episode, I will have convinced you You can try. Why. And I think I will. I'm, I'm quite confident. Okay. Okay. Um, and um, also, just, just as an aside, in in the Red Dwarfs magazine, there was like um, more. They did a kind of alternate. No, it was like a story after what happens in this episode, and about the characters if they didn't go back to reality, and it was great. Um, the Red Dwarfs magazine is great. You can actually download every single Red Dwarfs magazine somewhere on the internet in PDF format. You find everything on the internet. Yeah. Nothing ever goes away. It's fine. It's no longer in print, so find it however you want. I'm sure the guys at Red Dwarf don't mind too much. So the episode starts with Red Dwarf. I'm going to do like a really like David Amborough voice now. I think I think people like it when I get all kind of sexy with my voice. Have you heard that feedback? Not really, no. Okay, well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> so the Red Dwarf crew take Starbug down to investigate the wreckage of the SS Esperanto. It's a ship. Um, it's basically a marine ship. I, 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 I can't be able to do the voice anymore. It's a marine ship uh, that does experiments at the bottom of the sea. Um, and it's not the sea on Earth, obviously. It's like a sea, an ocean moon. 
Because you can get water elsewhere. They found water on Mars, didn't they? They did. They That's did. awesome. Like, it d- does that necessarily mean that there's life on there, or just means there's a potential for life? That's uh, the question, Daniela. I think. Yeah, I'd love there to be life on other planets. Even though in Red Dwarf there are no other life forms, uh, no aliens in Red Dwarf. It's all man-made. The despair squid that is in this episode, um, I guess, is a genetically engineered life form, uh, right? Yeah. It has I to guess be. So. Um, so yeah, so they um, basically uh, just evolution. It is evolution, and yeah, and in this episode we see that the reason for this marine um, experiment is to speed up the evolution. That was their mission to speed up the evolution on this on this on this moon. The ship the ships crashed down there for some reason, but we don't know why. And we find out that the crew of the Esperanto didn't really die in. Uh, good circumstance i don't no, think there were any no. good circumstances of dying but it wasn't like died in their sleep it's like a mass suicide yeah um and it, but also it wasn't just the humans it was like the fish Goldfish. as well yeah <laughs> it kind of closed his gills and like but I, i've always known that animals can commit suicide because i had a budgie that committed suicide really polly yeah Aww. really imaginative name because i had polly and timmy and timmy flew out a window and then Polly was just just engulfed with grief and just pecked herself to death. Aww. So one day, one day I went to the cage and it was covered in blood. Sad story. Really sad. Never got over it. Um, but they kind of like discovered that the deaths were due to like an overall kind of depression, uh, which can happen. Um, but they put it down to a hallucinogenic um, nerve toxin that's come out of the despair squid, which. To be honest, they call the suicide screen. <laughs> suicide, yeah, which is going to be a good film out in a couple of months. Um, <laughs> um, but you know what? Don't call it just the despair squid because it's obviously going to just just spread despair around. Call it like the money squid or something. Make a money squid. Make a happy squid. Okay, Mon- money squid. It just like squids out money. That would be nice. Yeah. Or like. Um, I a guess that wouldn't be much of a episode. Jelly bean squid. Gives you jelly yeah. beans. What would you th- eat them? Um, jelly beans out of a squid. Yeah. Totally. Fishy jelly beans. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's just what caviar <laughs> is, right? <laughs> no. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So the uh the crew were affected by the despair squid. Um. And uh, Lister, Crichton and the Cat are exposed to a small, a small dose of it. Not enough to kind of like make them commit suicide, but it just makes them kind of burst into hysterics. Just like if they were a girl or something. I'm really joking. Oh. I'm joking. I just wanted to see. It. I just wanted to wake you up. Um, they get back onto Starbug, and the the crew have to stabilise their mood, and they do that by using a mood stabilising gas to counteract the despair squids ink this is a great concept straight away it's very clever yeah because i'd never seen anything like this before in any tv show or film since really you get you get a massive squid like twenty thousand leagues under the sea you get a massive squid maybe it has ink maybe it just wraps itself around your ship and just drags you under and that's how you die from like suffocation this squid pretty horrible way to go yeah but if you think about it they've come to the despair squids home they are the one who is disturbing the natural kind of balance of this place. So it's no wonder he, he's... It's a sort of defence mechanism. natural defence mechanism. So, and you can't really... Hold against the squid. That's right, because his suckers will get onto you if you hold, hold yourself against him. It isn't long before the creature returns and the crew try and make a run for it. Uh, but they're exposed to even greater 
dose of this ink. And basically, while this ink is surrounding the ship, um, it makes Lister crash um, into some rocks and explodes. And you think, uh-oh. Whoops. Another episode of Red Dwarf where, where Starbuck crashes or Red Dwarf crashes. You think, how are you going to get them out of this one? Exactly. But do you know what? The first time I watched this, I didn't put two and two together. I didn't realise. I didn't think that the, that the being covered in the Despair Squid's ink would affect future... I just thought it kind of like stopped them from um, seeing where they were going. That's why they crashed. Okay. Um, but yeah. And it obviously comes... In, I mean, you've all seen this episode. I'm, not, I'm, I'm holding stuff back here, but you know full well what happened at the end. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try... Twist. And, yeah. I'm going to operate under the illusion that you, some people haven't seen this. I'm going to save a twist. Well, the I end. hope that people have seen the episode before they listen to this podcast. Some people don't. If, if not, stop stop it, go watch it and come back. You get people on Twitter saying to us, oh, that was a great, um, your podcast was great this week. Uh, makes me want to watch the episode. Yeah, oh. watch it then. Maybe, but it's watch it again. It's on, it's on YouTube. If you haven't got Netflix and you don't want to spend money on the DVDs, which you should. I watch it again because I haven't watched it in a few years. Exactly. I mean, it's always on Dave. This is constantly on Dave. I think it was on Dave a few weeks ago, actually. They don't explode until like tiny little bits. They find themselves waking up in a in a room. It says, and game over, hits yeah. the screen. Um, and you think, what's going on here? What is going on here? Game over has appeared. Have the BBC done something wrong? Press the wrong button? No. They wake up in a room almost like kind of like back to back in these kind of s- s- seats with like helmets on it um if you've if you've uh, read the red dwarf book um better than life um it's a bit similar to a scene in that when they're all kind of got these helmets on um but yeah so they so they wake up and they've been uh, they find that they've been in this game for like two years is that right two Four. years They've been in this game for four years, um, and what they didn't realise was the whole time they were on Red Dwarf, they were inside uh, an interactive computer game, um, a bit like Back to Reality, really. Um, and in this game, there was various different tasks they should have performed, and this is all explained by um, legend Timothy Spall, national treasure Timothy <laughs> Spall, um, and he explains to them just what they were up to and he's like did you do this did you do this and they're like no what do you mean there was a was a micro there was a letter in the micro dot that explained Rimmer's past and it turns out they should have reached their true status of like being a, an all action um, almost semi superhero like squad of like amazing space pilots um, getting the girls and just doing what they want but no they they were still in their in their original forms which was just the basic Lister, Rimmer, Cat and Crichton. So they didn't achieve anything in the game. I think they achieved 2% or makes it 4%. I can't remember. I'm getting the 4s and the 2s mixed up. But um, yeah, they didn't get they Kachansky. They did well. Yeah. And do you know, I've met um, I've met Timothy Spall a couple of times um, in the past and uh, mostly when I was little because of who my dad's best friends with. But we won't talk about it on this podcast because there's no point. I um, know who that is. Yeah. So yeah, I got, got to meet him quite a few times, and, and yeah, I love him in Enchanted. Cool. In Enchanted, yeah. the Disney film Enchanted. Yeah. Who was he Enchanted? Like a like a troll or something? No, no, he plays uh, like the evil witch. It's like stepmother's manservant. Okay, that makes sense. He always does that kind yeah, of thing. He's, he's got really that kind good of face. It? Really funny. I love Timothy Spall. He, he's great. Um, and yeah, so they um, are stunned by this realisation that 
they have spent that, that time and they think who would who, what kind of people would spend their time in a game like that but but Daniel I want to throw over the question to you right okay, now okay okay would you if something was going wrong with your life would you just want to like get out of there just just kind of dive into the this illusion of of adventure and stuff I think so because I love <laughs> immersive theatre you do don't um, you I go to quite a lot of Yumi Bum Bum Train uh, I haven't been to Yumi Bum Bum Train I've performed in it oh I've just you've just performed in it I haven't been um, there I've just worked but in it I mean uh, pu- I mean Punch Drunk Theatre what's that it's a theatre company that does immersive they're, the, they're probably the leading immersive theatre do you think group. there's too many of these immersive no, theatre no it's not seems- enough really okay it seems like everyone's doing it but uh, yeah so they are the original people um, and I've been to their production in America three times now it's called Sleep No More okay do you like secret cinema it's okay right um, I think it's very overpriced and I don't think the execution is great okay um, I much prefer prefer Punch Drunk theater okay i have to speak to i have to speak to them about the star wars thing they've had they'll have a, a lot of problems surrounding some of their openings yeah i think it was the was it the back to the future or was it the star wars one where there was the problems? back to the future and um i know and there was another one as well there was a problem but i mean they, they do put on the massive price, productions it's like 65 pound for a ticket yeah yeah it's a lot of lots they've of got money. like an inbuilt audience like once you've been a few, like one or two times they've kind of got you and um, you kind of go to like all of their things. Well, I've I've been lucky enough. I've been to I think three of their events okay. on press tickets. Right. So okay. With Nick, so I haven't had to pay, and I'd say out of all of them, if I'd have had to pay, I don't think I would have been very happy. Okay. It was okay because we had free tickets, but yeah. I would have been disappointed having forked out sixty five pounds. I just want to watch a film. I don't want to be dis- I don't want to be disturbed. When I watch a film, I want to concentrate. If someone's just like just yapping on next to me, trying to be one of the characters, I'll be like, "Leave it off, mate." Well, um, I want to watch I, Back to the Future. I don't want flipping some old guy with like just like cotton wool on his on his head, trying to uh, shout in my ear about well, Nick what, went my to the um, Shawshank Redemption one. I didn't go to that one. Okay, and they made uh, everyone strip down to their underwear and took their clothes away, which I would not be very happy about if that no, was me. That's not what I want for my night out. I'm going to pay 65 quid for somebody to like strip me of my quite, dignity. I think that's quite cheap to get someone to um, get you to strip down. I well, usually pay a lot more for that. I don't know how much you usually pay, Jed. <laughs> I do know that Dominatrix though, don't I? Do you, have, do you know, do not know about this story? No. Oh yeah. Um, I'll tell me off air. Okay, I will tell you off <laughs> I air. I think that's an off air story. I think so, but I, know, I don't. It's, I haven't done anything. I just, I just know them <laughs> as a, as a kind of a, a friend. Um, okay. Um, so yet yeah, they realised that um, four years of their life, or however long it was, can't remember, four years. has been wasted. And then they go into the kind of like the debriefing room, where they get given um, the recovery room, the recovery it? room, yeah, or they get given the contents of everything they had in their pockets on the way in, um, and they're not quite sure who's who. But um, they kind of generally figure out. They have photos on their yeah. labels, don't they, of the suitcases? Exactly, and they kind of find out what kind of person they were to to kind of put it all behind them and be in this total immersion video game. Um, They're all quite different characters. Yeah, they are. It's, wanna... it's quite unusual, I think. You know, why would this band of people be gathering together to play this game? Yeah, but this is what made me think. Do you think they they purposely like kind of got together, or did they just? 
go on the off chance that um, there was a space available? Because I don't quite understand the mechanism of four, applying. I think if it's a four-play game, you would go with four people. Because why would you want to spend four years with somebody? That well, you they don't didn't know. know. They didn't necessarily know each other before well, the game. Surely, well, two of them did. Two of them obviously did. But but also. Like in the game, they um, there is a there is a, a mechanoid. Crichton obviously played the mechanoid. Couldn't he have chosen to be cat and be something a little bit different yeah, from himself? Yeah. Would it be good if it was a kind of like switched around and it wasn't so obvious? Because if this is like pure escapism, he hasn't really escaped very much, has he? Because he's no. still a mechanoid. But I guess he's half organic in this. So yeah, so um, the real version of Crichton once he's woken up out of this kind of um, immersive video game is a uh, detective um well we find it's a tra- traffic police, officer police officer yeah traffic officer potentially called Jake Bullet which is great and in this magazine there was a great storyline about Jake Bullet as well which ran for a number of, of weeks um uh, we've got Lister Sebastian Doyle um and we've got Rimmer as good old Billy Doyle uh, smelling of yak urine um and basically being a being a tramp um, and it turns out that um Lister and Rimmer hilariously are brothers or half brothers yeah but the best of them all and only in and in, in this episode is the only time where i'll fully accept this character Dwayne dibley makes the appearance Dwayne dibley's first ex- um appearance in red dwarf and when i first saw this i thought this is the best character ever i want to see him in every episode of red dwarf from now on and I quite liked how he couldn't come to terms with the ne- his name was Dwayne Dibley. Dwayne Dibley, <laughs> he's great, and like just the just I can I can see why Dwayne Dibley was the character that kind of took off from this episode. Just Danny John Jewel, Danny John Jules is is mannerisms, comedy genius. He is, but I think because he's a dancer, he's just he has total control of his body. So even when performing a, a character as kind of as backwards as Dwayne Dibley, he manages to put. This some, qu- finesse. <laughs> some finesse in the kind of unfinessed um he puts he even though he's a right klutz it's just beautiful to look at just the, the body movements i think it's great um and uh yeah i've met a few people that look like Dwayne dibley as well really? it's, yeah like really really like Dwayne dibley but i've never wanted to bring it up because i think they might get it all the time um but yeah this is our new crew of red dwarf then this is this is what the guys really think of um and they slowly start to kind of submit to despair. Despair to the fact that um, Lister is really rich, um, but uh, but uh, just an asshole. He owns some really nice watches and jewellery. Yeah, and things. but he's not a nice person. And the one thing that Rimmer really... So one thing Lister loves liked about himself is the fact that he had some morality and, and he, he was wasn't a bad guy. Down to earth as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, Rimmer... Man of the people. Exactly. And Rimmer always blames his problems on the fact that he didn't get the right start in life. But he can't do that now. Now he's got a half-brother that's been successful. Yeah. So that's what sends him into a pit of despair. Um, and, and the yak urine. And the yak urine, of course, which would send anyone into, into despair. Um, I mean, any urine doesn't, wouldn't... Yeah, oh, the yak urine. Have you ever... Um, this is going to be an interesting. Have you ever wet yourself in public? I assume when I was a baby, or I, uh, I frequently wet myself into a nappy. Okay, okay. <laughs> I might cut that bit out because it's a bit weird. Yeah. <laughs> Do your <face>. Freak. <laughs> yeah. 
please tell me. Oh, uh, you're going to say, oh, yeah, frequently, often. Yeah, yeah. now, actually. Now you come yeah. think of it. You have to wear it. tenor lady or whatever it's called. God, <laughs> what, what age do you think you'll get to when you have to wear tenor lady? Oh, I hope never. Imagine. Imagine the first day you have to use it. You just think, <laughs> no. That's, that would be my kind of despair squid, yeah. Do, do guys have that as well? I don't think so. Yes. Guys don't have the equivalent. It's a female thing. That's females really get the the the, the, sh- the bad end of the stick, don't they? We do. We do. Just in general, with everything, as they as they kind of like walk out of the of the um, total immersion video game place, they see like a, a a video viewer and they look inside it and they see the people that came after them um, playing their old characters of, of Rimmelister, Crichton and Cat and they're doing really well. Was it the really people well. that came after them or was it just another room because they were quite far advanced? It was It was actually the people that would that did okay. went to the room just because we don't know how time works on the video game. We, they, we could just, we don't know what we're seeing really. But yeah, it doesn't really make sense that they were so far into no, the game. I just assumed that they there. just had multiple rooms with different, ga- different games on the yeah. dwarf happening. And but did you see like the, the version of uh, Lister inside the game? He was meant to be doing really well. He was an arsehole himself. Just yeah. grabbing Kachansky and just, you can't do that. Well, if she's consenting, I think it's okay. She didn't have a choice. He just like grabbed her. Yeah. I guess very borderline there. Very borderline. So we learn what's what's happening in on Earth since they've been away because they are on Earth now. So I guess that is one positive thing. But they found, find out that it's basically been taken over by a fascist regime. Um, and who is the fascist? Lister. Um, and they find out by one of Lister's kind of goons ro- chasing. Um, after an innocent person and a, l- a little child that's stolen an apple, I yeah, think. which is very kind of Aladdin or Oliver, um, but he is stopped in his tracks by someone shooting him, um, and that someone is Crichton. Yeah, shocker. And Crichton's whole thing is he doesn't. His whole thing is he doesn't want to hurt humans, or it's, it's, so he's really depressed himself as well. And and this is inconsolable because he's just the bad guy in the world. They're all in pretty bad shape. Yeah, but do you think the person that took it the worst was Cat? Because she keeps kind of drained deeply. Yeah, because he's slowly, it's it's not sinking in really. The others are kind of slowly, slowly accepting the fact that they're. Well, he's the vainest, isn't he? Exactly. So, I mean, if you think about the last episode of Demons and Angels. Um, I'd rather not. Th- yeah, <laughs> but the bad version of Cat should have been Dwayne Dibley, surely. If they were making, if they were remaking Dwayne um, Demons and Angels now, it would be Dwayne Dibley for sure. But he's not evil. I know, but he is the bad version of Cat. Of, he's not of a de- demon, but he's not the, a bad as in. No, a he's not. Yeah, I guess he's not. No, he's just a, a sort of nerdy kind of not. As yeah. attractive but I wonder how many people have, have gone to uh, Dimension Jump the Red Dwarf convention happening next year guys me and Daniel are going to go H- how many times people have come dressed as Dwayne Dibley because I'm thinking a billion okay probably I yeah don't know. It's just, I think it's the easiest thing to think of when you when you think of a Red Dwarf character um, that's not one of the main crew um have we, cu- have we decided what we're going to come yeah, dressed we're as? Yeah, we're coming as um, the king and queen. Of, of the potato, potato people. people. Okay, that's awesome. Would it be like Mr. and Mr. Potato Head yeah, on, on Toy much, Story? pretty much. Okay, but I'd need to wear a crown and you would need to wear Tiara. a cloak. Yeah, and hold a scepter. Yeah. And just like big, massive lipstick. Lots of bling. Lots of bling. That's us. 
So after Crichton kills uh, the the bad guy, one of Lister's goons and his fascist regime, um, they are chased by the, I guess, the cops. And we see it from uh, the point of view of back on Starbug because we do now see that they are under the influence of the despair squid the whole time. They're hallucinating. They're hallucinating. And so Holly's th- trying to wake them up. Holly's been trying <laughs> to wake them up for ages. And this actually happens in... Um, in, in the Red Wolf books, um, okay. he, he's been trying to wake them for ages, but he he fears that if he wakes them up, it might kill them. Um, so he's trying to, um, so she's trying to to wake them up out of their uh, stupor, um, but they can't, and their and their bodies are moving. They're not just still; um, they are moving around Red Wolf in this illusion. Um, and instead of being um, inside a car, just on some boxes. Um, and this is great because obviously to film this in real life would have cost them an absolute fortune. Yeah, it's very clever uh, way very, of getting very around very it. Very, very clever. Clever direction. Um, and yeah, so it was a, one of the most famous scenes in Red Dwarf where they're being chased virtually and they kind of like dip and dive and they um, can't see a helicopter and they wind down this sunroof. And it's just a brilliant piece of physical acting. They got so many whoops and uh, cheers from the audience. Um and this time it's justified. Sometimes you hear whoops from the audience and you just think, what is that what person doing? Do they want something <laughs> else? But no, this, this was great and totally justified. Um, and one of the many great scenes in, a, in, in the best episode of Red Dwarf. Okay, I think, Well, <laughs> for me, I mean, generally, it's either this episode or Polymorph, um, it, generally. But for me, it's either this episode or Marooned. Um, well, for, for me, Quarantined is a better episode. Quarantined and Quig, right? Just... Uh, one and two. <laughs> um, oh, I like. Uh, oh, and thanks for the memory as well. It's up there. But you, did you not really like thanks for the memory? That's way down in the Smegheads charts. I'm really sad about that. I can't remember. I thought Blue Midget. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. It was. It was last year, wasn't it? It was like <laughs> September last year when we did that. They decide at the end of this chase that they're going to be caught. So they might as well kill themselves. So uh, they have one bullet left in 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 um, Jake's gun, in Crichton's gun. So they said that's fine. They just put their heads together and they'll k- kill each other with one bullet. Um, in the meantime, we see Holly really, really trying to to wake them up, and luckily she does just in time before they pull the trigger on what is a crossbow. She communicates on some sort of higher frequency that Christ, so Christen can hear her, and and then gets him to release the, uh, the yeah. gas to yeah the um, them of the to, to kind suicide of squid deactivate uh, the suicide squid's uh, power power yeah <laughs> um, and yeah and so um, they managed to just in the nick of time get out of this illusion and Holly explains that it was a group hallucination brought by on by the, the despair squid um, and yeah and that, that basically designed to attack their self-esteem uh, and make them suicidal um, and that's what happened to the crew of the Esperanto unfortunately but they didn't have a Holly on board to to kind of like snap them out of it and, and that's pretty much it as well it was i found the it ending is. a little bit of an anti-climax what do you mean it was brilliant it was uh, so cool no, I, I thought it was you know the whole holly coming to rescue was good but then it just sort of kind of ended and i was like oh is that it yeah well like kind of like then then you kind of you don't really see it happening but then you see that lister says um that they set an limpet mines to destroy this bear despair squid once and for all um and uh yeah and then they were gonna have calamari which is great i love a bit of calamari um but yeah and and that's it that was the, one of the greatest episodes of red dwarf one of the greatest episodes of television of all time hard to ever beat 
I'll, I'll agree that it's one of the greatest episodes of Red Dwarf, but I don't think it is the greatest. I what? think it's up there. Right. But I'd still think quarantine is better. I'll tell you what why this is better than quarantine. Okay. Um, for a number of reasons. Number one, it was the introduction of a character that is popular within Red Dwarf and Dwayne Dibley. Okay, but he didn't have so much of an impact I guess on me in this. Quarantine introduced Mr. Flibbles. Yeah. Okay, that, that <laughs> Mr. Flibbles so uh, much better. Okay, but just the kind of like the, the, the rug pull of um, them being inside of well, think of them inside a virtual reality video game and uh, then the rug pull that they're actually being poisoned by the despair squid. And I, I, I didn't see it coming, even though the first five minutes is about the despair squid making really? them miserable. Come on, the first time you watched this, don't tell me that you knew that was going to happen. Well, I don't remember watching this the first time when I was younger. So okay. I've only got on the, the viewing that I have had for this podcast okay. and I could see where it was going. Right, okay. Well, that's because you're an adult now. Yeah. But as a kid, this is just so good. Um, uh, what else? Yeah, so also in this episode, you see uh, the alternative characters. Or, and all, the, all of the alternative characters are great in themselves. Billy Doyle is is just great. And I would like to see what happens to Billy Doyle. I would like a spin-off with Billy Doyle. Just him being homeless, going around his, the streets, trying to make things... His hair was great. Yeah, like a shock of like white. Um, and but- then... No, you're not selling it to me. Jake Bullet as well. You want to see the, the the adventures of Jake Bullet and what he does to kind of get things done. What in, in the traffic world? Yeah, we find out that. Um, and also, you want to find out more about Dwayne Dibley, surely? Not so much. Okay, you, you're really. I think people out who are listening to this are really shouting at you now, Daniela, because oh. this is by far, I think, one of the greatest episodes of Red Dwarf. I really enjoyed it. Okay. I thought it was interesting. I wanted more, which is, I, I think, is a good sign from an episode. Okay. When it kind of ended, I was like, "Oh, is that it?" So, like, yeah, I wanted yeah, yeah. it to carry on, but it didn't have the laughs for me. I guess this was a lot of. It's more dramatic than the usual Red Dwarf yeah. episode. They, I mean, the laughs come from like the chase scene, um, just the fact Wayne Dibley's in it, and just finding out that, yeah. that they're br- Lister and Rimmer brothers. No, that was that was good. The Dwayne Dibley just kept saying his name in in shock and not yeah. being able to like comprehend. Timothy Spall as well. That's he a was massive plus. Good, but. Um, um, it just it just didn't do it for me. Just as the much general as concept did. of them being. The whole time they were on Red Dwarf, being inside the computer game, just how think, just think how, rev- just how think how amazing that was when you, when someone would first watch it in the nineties. Yeah, I, I agree. It's like watching I don't know, like watching The Walking Dead, and then one day oh, The Walking Dead's boring. It's not boring. It's great. Okay, let's see. Watching Breaking Bad, and then one episode is Breaking Bad's you find overrated. out. Okay, uh, <laughs> what, what do you like? <laughs> Talk about Twin Peaks. Okay. But I mean that has loads of twists and turns. Okay, so with Twin Peaks in it, and 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 the and the first series end, and it turns out Laura Palmer was was um, Dale Cooper. A Coop. twin or something. Oh, that would have been good. Yeah. Or Dale Cooper's illegitimate. Because they kind child. of like bring her back as the cousin, don't they? Yeah, who's hot. <laughs> Another hoy. Um, yeah. Oh, I love Twin Peaks. I know. I need to do a Twin it's Peaks great. event. Uh, but yeah, back to Redolf. This episode is great, and uh, we will see. Never mind what we think. Let's see what Tom Stab thinks in Tom Stab in the Dark. Hopefully, he'll finally get out of that black hole. It's the last episode. Let's see. You can't stop the fire. 
Tom, are you there? Can I swear, Jack? You can, but I might bleep it out. Okay, get ready. Get your bleeping apparatus ready. Okay. Can you hurry up, please? <laughs> We're really trying to get you out. Well, I'm really trying to get you out. Daniela is is, is not really saying much. It's how, how have you been? You've been there for six weeks now. You know what? I've acclimatised. I've got used to it. I'm just kind of accepting that this is my life now. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know if it... Like, I, I keep possibly seeing things out of the corner of my eye. Like, I don't know if they're clues of some sort or okay. like, how to get out of this or, or whatever. Yeah, but me me too. It's been, it's been real, real weird. Like, every time I say bye to you, the next thing I remember is talking to you again. Weird, isn't it? It's, it's real, real weird. But yeah, let's talk about the episode back to reality. Um, how did what, what do you what do you think of this one, Tom Stab in the Dark? I mean, you might know more about this than me, but I, I doubt I, it. I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I think my impression is that this episode is thought of very highly in the Red Dwarf community. Basically, the, the best episode up, up there with and with thing is, Polymorph and stuff. There like is that. very good reason for that because. It's such a great episode. It's it is possibly the best episode. Yeah. And I, I I don't think... I'm sure there's people out there who don't necessarily agree, but it's yeah. there's no one out there who thinks that this is a bad episode, surely. This is, if there is, is so we great. need to team up and get rid of them Destroy because them. they are not good for this world. Correct. This is... I mean, you've heard me go on about the podcast. This is one of the best pieces of sci-fi stroke comedy writing in a British TV show of all time and probably can't be beat. To be honest, mm. it's, you kind of have a real hard time topping this ever. It's perfect in almost every single way. Wow, you really like this episode. I don't love you? this episode. I, lo- I love it as well. But and I just because Timothy Spall, come on. Yeah, fair. You, you put Timothy's, Timothy Spall in anything, it's going to be a, good. And there's a Twin Peaks crossover as well. Yeah, well, crossover, but you know what I mean. Like yeah, yeah. It's it, it's amazing, and just just the level of acting is incredible. The characters uh, that they really are in real life are just amazing. Um, also, the they're, they're actually like obviously the 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 episode all takes place within their minds, obviously. But yeah. like the, when they're in reality, they're just confined within within Starbucks hole yeah. or, or wherever and that there's so much that goes on in just that little hold area like the, the whole scene where they're pretending that they're in the car being chased well not pretending but they think they're in it but like yeah. it's so good it's, it's, it's amazing yeah. and then it is it's actually quite seamless and it's quite clever in the way that it, it just it cuts between reality yeah. and um, unreality yeah it's it's, yeah. it's amazing it's brilliant it's great, and it's, it's, it makes me think, like, it's weird because the, all, these six six episodes of me coming to you, it seems really un, unreal. Like, how could, you survi- how could you survive in a black hole, Tom Stab? I've been thinking about this recently. I've been starting yeah. to question, A, how I got here, B, how yeah. I'm surviving, and C, how did I get all these sort of amenities that I've got here? It's yeah, it's real strange. And how am I am I able to to talk to you? How have I found a microphone need long enough? Could be wireless. And why is Daniela being so strange? I don't know. She's just very quiet, and I, I can't see her. But obviously, you're saying she's going a little bit. She's she's going a bit weird. Whoa, Tom! Oh, something's happening. What's happening? <laughs> the the walls of reality are fading around us. I, like you're, I can see, I can see you. <laughs> what what's how going is this on? Happening? 
what what's happening what what's happening to uh, the mi- the micro- microphone lead it's wrapping around both of our necks someone's trying to to kill uh, I, th- I think we're inside i think we're inside a a, a computer maybe a computer program. game <laughs> yeah a computer game <laughs> i think we're coming back to reality right now wow welcome back to the room tom stab well that was that was something else sense. It all makes sense. The whole time, it was Daniela who have somehow placed us inside in a computer game. With Timothy Spall. Yeah, classic Daniela move. Her and a celebrity friend just trying to get rid of us. I thought better of you, Daniela, to be honest. Yeah, Daniela. Well, she's just done a runner now. Um, but wow, so the whole time, we were in a computer game and now we're back to reality, which is which is cool because it's the name of the episode as well. It may, it's almost as though we came up with this idea literally two minutes ago. <laughs> two seconds ago, because we didn't know how to end it. <laughs> wow. And also, it's just convenient because, you know, it's gonna, probably going to take me a long time to get back. Yeah, exactly. We didn't you were going to launch it. I mean, I feel awkward if NASA have launched a mission to try and save me now exactly yeah but to be honest Thrill. matt damon's probably lost again in some other films so they can just most go. likely yeah and like we didn't want to drag this on into series six as well because tom will no, no doubt be on that at some point i've just clocked your t-shirt <laughs> what's what's my t-shirt <laughs> you can you can say it you say it on air it's cool it is a <laughs> daphne and celeste schools out t-shirt which is amazing it's, yeah I like i Obviously, back in reality, like I couldn't see that beforehand because I was completely. <laughs> you were in a black hole, but now you can see it. Yeah, up, and now I can see it. And it's congratulations cool. on an amazing T-shirt. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, I, I released I released a record for them. So did you? Yeah, well, I did. we're talking about this off air. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's why. And I have a I have a question for you. Max Tundra produced. Oh no, it's a secret. Oops, okay, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Who? Believe that. Out. Ma- Max Tundra he released a single and uh, for them, and that's kind of the one I released. Um, and who knows, maybe something else will come out as well. Uh, hey, Jed. Yeah. I have a question for you. Okay. If you were to award a uh, Man of the Match award yeah. for this series, Player of the Season, damn Actor, good, actor of the damn Series. Damn good question. Who would it be? I have an answer. Well, I'll hear yours. For, as you're a former football manager and employee, uh, you will know the importance of statistics. Yes. And I think statistically speaking, Rimmer is the... Um, most valuable the MVP even right. though that's not in football the MVP <laughs> of this series it's almost like a whole Rimmer series you've got Hollowship where he's the star um, you have um, what other ones are there <laughs> then you have Terraform where he's the star um, Quarantine Quarantine where he's the star so Demons most, and Angels as well the, he's the, the best in Demons and he's Angels he's the best of the yeah. evil Red Dwarf characters and, and, and then Rally, he t- kind of takes the lead in Inquisitor he's, he's almost like one of the the main people in that as well. So yeah, it's a real Rimmer-centric series, and maybe that's why it's my favourite. Maybe I I like Rimmer more than I thought I did. Maybe wow, I'm you, the smeghead. Maybe you are. Are you <laughs> having are you having a crisis of identity right I now? I am. It's it's it's, it's, it's incredible. Um, so yeah, I want to say Rimmer. What okay. was what was your well, choice? Well, actually, uh, what you've just said makes a lot of sense. But actually, yeah. I think going back and watching this series, I laughed more than I I can remember laughing at, at Crichton. Like yeah, the act, like good. his acting and how he carries a lot of episodes, I think, because he links quite yeah. a lot of the story. Like he's integral to the story. He's missed the exposition. And also, he, I think his his timing in this series is yeah. amazing. Like his he's comedy, got good comedy timing. He has a, a incredible comedy timing. So he, yeah. I, I just seem to remember laughing more at Crying than I had in previous episodes. Yeah, and I don't know whether that's just a 
a combination of the writing, like they're really hitting a stride at this point. Yeah. They know who these characters are. The the and also what really stands out is that from this series that the cast just seem like they're having an absolute ball in this yeah. series. Like they are re- exactly. really embraced it. It's obviously become successful at this point. Yep. There's, they've made a bit of cash. They've made a bit of cash. Re- they seem to be really enjoying themselves. Yeah. The writing is that is absolute peak. I mean, the, the writing in this episode is, is unbelievable. This is better than any kind of episode of like Star Trek or Battlestar Galactica. It is TV sci-fi just done to perfection. I mean, they're never going to reach the heights of this again. It doesn't matter what what happens, because uh, and they'll never be able to get Timothy Spall back because now Timothy Spall <laughs> is like a national treasure. And I guess he was only on his way to being a national treasure back when this was recorded. I think he was, yeah, he was just kind of like a a, a bit jobbing actor, actor, yeah. Yeah, but now he's he's you know he can do what he wants. He's, he's yeah, he's, he's the biggest British actor, one of them mm. we've got. Um, so yeah, so thanks very much for. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I'm so glad that A, that I'm back, that B, yeah. it was it was, it was was all, in theory, a dream, a, a computer game. Yeah. I had a blast while I was up there. I wouldn't want to do it again. Yeah. And it feels like, I mean, like it felt like it was six weeks, but it really was was more like an hour. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> or less. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, it was an experience. It's, it's incredible. Um, well, we have, we have, um, Either, we have Daniela to blame or to thank for that experience because I think we've both grown as as people. There was a lot of bodily fluids coming my way. I don't know why I was sending diarrhea yeah. and urine through all the time. Yeah, and nappies as well. I don't even know where I got them from. I mean, I kind that of should have been a clue. Well, the thing was, like, I needed them, but they yeah, didn't, of course, yeah, yeah that's don't, don't I didn't need them soiled. Yeah, I needed what, them clean. But like, while you were while you were in there, I was floating around outside the black hole. You were a floater. <laughs> yeah. I, so, like, I didn't, I didn't mention that before because I just thought of it. Were but you there the whole time? Yeah. Fuck's sake, Jed. But I, di- I didn't have Netflix and the Wi-Fi was really I, bad. Uh, I had it all. Yeah, I should have come in, really. I shouldn't yeah. have. Luckily, all I had... you had was Daphne and Celeste tapes. Daphne, it, <laughs> yeah. And uh, recording equipment. So, yeah. So, thanks very much for the whole Series 5, uh, Tom Stab. Thanks, man. I think uh, we'll throw back to um, the, the episode. And everyone's here anyway, so... That's cool. Thanks very much. We'll see you uh, on on Series 6 at some point. Okay. Bye. Bye. Yay! Tom Stab is out of the black hole at last. (laughs) And Daniela, you have got a lot of explaining to do. Have I? Yeah. You know what you've done. Have I? Just don't do it for for the next series, please, I I promise you it won't be done again for the next (laughs) series. (laughs) That you were... I can't believe you did that. Uh, Thanks very much, Tom Stab in the Dark. Um, Hope you guys have liked the theme song. Um, There's been a theme song on this. (laughs) Um, So let's see what people think on on redwolf.co.uk. Even though this podcast isn't on check out redwolf.co.uk um it's great it's every friday every friday even when redwolf wasn't on for, for about a decade more than a decade they post new news every friday oh, that's awesome and that is a thankless task and uh seb patrick who will come on to 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 our podcast i think it'll be next series now um yeah, it's doing yeah. it's, this is appearing in the next 10 minutes yeah He's done a stellar job and uh, the forums are great. Um, there are some good people there. So uh, join it and say hello. I'll be on there somewhere talking about stuff. Um, and yeah, let's see what those people think now. Now, what do the guys on the reddwarf.co.uk forum think of the final episode 
back to reality. Um, if they dis if they don't like this one, I don't know what I'm going to do. I might just delete everything. Um, so let's see what they have to say. Um, Simon says, back to reality, really good episode and ending the series on a high. One of the best episodes of Red Dwarf overall, in my opinion. Good supporting cast and some really fun scenes. With the car chase probably being the standout on this one. Really good twist on this too. I first saw this when it originally aired as a young teenager and I was completely taken into thinking this was going to be how Red Dwarf ended. Uh, that's true. It does feel like the last episode ever with it all really being an AR computer game. Wow, imagine that was the last episode ever. I think I could deal with that. Um, let's see who else we have here. We have JMC2000 saying, my chief objection is this episode. Um, JMC2000 says about Back to Reality, my chief objection to this episode is the fact that, according to Crichton, the terraforming mission got 5 million years of evolution in 3 solar years. From a standing start, 5 million years of evolution gets you nothing. On Earth, it took more than 1.5 billion years to get from single cell to multi-cell, and then another 1.5 billion to get to anything else you call an animal. Wow, JMC2000, bringing it home, bringing reality back bringing us back to reality. Um, you're always so wise, JMC2000. Um, almost too good for this comment section. Uh, we finally got DJ McBell saying, I was young when I was watching this and as it was the end of series, series five, and before I knew about Series 6, I genuinely believe for a short time that the crew had indeed been playing a video game for a while. It's not one of my favourite episodes. I think it's overhyped and Dwayne Dibley should have been kept to this episode only. I think everyone agrees with you there. But I can't help but be impressed by the amount of stuff it does. Again, Rob and Doug seem to have gotten setting up an episode down to an art as we open the Starbug landing to simply check something out. Same as quarantine. No more explanation needed. A bit of rummaging around that old disused pumping station, which always looks pretty damn good, and we change gear and go into something completely different. I was never keen on listing Rimmer's alter egos in this, but like Cat and Crichton's Jake Bullet traffic police, I guess Crichton sort of reflects himself as he's basically a sanitation droid who's handling so much more. The inclusion of the other crew playing the game too is a good addition, basically showing how it's meant to be played. I think we will end it there because we're not going to get any better. Thanks very much. To Actually, one more. Let's, let's go with Phoebe. Uh, Phoebe says, this is one of the episodes I know I watched with my mum the first time I watched it. When Rimmer was describing what Billy Doyle was like, I knew he was going to be Billy Doyle the first time I watched this episode. I love how he talks about Billy and his re realisation when he finds out he's talking about himself. The episode was a strong finish to an excellent series. And that was a strong finish to an excellent comment section. Thanks very much, reddwarf.co.uk forum users. Well, I think that's pretty much uh, when uh, as expected. Yeah. Everyone thinks it's pretty much the best episode there is. Yeah, it's pretty Which great. Is, yeah, yeah. Um, but what matters most is what we think, Daniela. I've decided. Yeah. So let's check out the Smakers charts. And here is the final Smakers charts of Series V. Um, number one, Polymorph. Number two, Backwards. Number three, Quarantine. Number four, Thanks for the Memory. Number five, Maroon. Number six, the Inquisitor. Number seven, Justice. Number eight is Better Than Life. Number nine, Stay Sleep. Number ten is Queeg. And Danielle, I know you want to get revenge on me, <laughs> but think carefully. Yeah, no. It's in the top ten. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay that's don't fair worry. enough. Okay. <laughs> so Back to Reality is most people's favourite episode. The majority of people love this episode. I think... It is better. I th I would put this at number one. I think Danielle's no, going to drag it down to no. hell. So where do you think it would be? I would put it either at number six or number seven. Really? Why would you? So you 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 think the Inquisitor is better than Back to Reality? Yes. 
Okay. Yeah, I really enjoyed That's The Inquisitor. Enough. Yeah, actually. Quarantine and The Inquisitor were my favourite two episodes of the series. Okay. Okay. Ah, oh, see, I'm fair. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue. Even uh, though this is, I think. Best. So, in between that, this will be number four. Um, so it knocks down. Thanks to the memory, number five. Um, so that's polymorph at number one. Number two is backwards. Number three is quarantine. Number four, back to reality. And number five is thanks for the memory. Um, I still think thanks for the memory. If if we get, um, do you know what? At the end of like we do all the series, let's have a couple of amnesties where we can choose one episode to fly up the charts to, to start another another position. No. You don't want that. No. <laughs> you, you don't want a second chance to like no. to put to put quarantine a bit higher. No. Okay. I think it's fine. Okay. We well, you think it's fine this week, right? Okay. Cool. And that is the last Makers Charts for this series. So um, I hope you've enjoyed it and we'll see you for the Smakeheads Charts in the next series. And that was the Smakeheads Charts, the last one of Series V. Oh. I agree <laughs> with that. that? I'm just tired. I'm, I'm just knackered. <laughs> Six episodes. If you guys have blitzed this, well done. Yeah, you well deserve done. a medal. You've probably fallen asleep in the bath when you listen to it. Yeah. So just watch it. Just listen to it again. Um, yeah, it's the end of the series. Yeah, does anyone ever listen to the episode more than once? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe my parents. Well, I was going. I've got an idea for series six that will make people oh. listen to it multiple oh, times. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, whether they like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, for series six, because my idea for series five was doing this all in one go. Yeah. My idea for series six is to implant clues in each episode, right? Of what? Yeah, exactly of what. And then the last episode will be a competition, and you'll have to go back through each episode <laughs> to get the clues together, and you'll win something really big. Will anyone be bothered to do that? Yeah, because the prize is going to be awesome. Is it? Yeah, it'll be really good. Okay. So, um, really look forward exciting. to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that is the end of Series V. Overall, Daniela, what do you think? Very strong. Very, strong. very, very. Yeah. The strongest. It's only downhill from here. Uh, series 6 is great. Series 7, not so much. Series 8, not so much. There is some potential in, um, in Series 9. I've noticed that on Netflix it only goes up to Series 8. Yeah, because then it goes into Dave and then you've got the, the kind of like the mini series bit and you've got Series uh, 10, which was good. I liked it. Um, but I'm really looking forward to Series 11 and 12. We have that to look forward to, yeah. guys. Series 11 and 12. Uh, I've seen some episodes already because I was there at the filming then it came to one and it was great um, very positive feedback in general from the Red Wolf fans that saw those episodes um, very very similar to some to kind of the themes and the kind of tone of series 4 and 5 and some too some, some ep- I, I've heard that on comparison to season 7 as well which is not the greatest thing ever but um, I think we all want new Red Dwarf and two ser- new series of Red Dwarf is even better. So, um, I think. Have they said whether they're going to do any more after this? They'll do it forever. I don't, I don't think they're ever going to stop. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's like the best rated thing on Dave. And so oh, I'll awesome. just keep going until, until they let me write it. Um, so, yeah, that's it. So, Daniela, how can people, in the meantime, because there'll be maybe a month or so gap between the next one, yeah. where can they listen you to you or hear you or see you or read you? Uh, well, if you're you're missing me, I'm on Twitter at Danielle of One L Phillips. 
And on Instagram with the same, I'm uh, at Judge Shepherd, J-U-D-S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D. I'm going to make that into a theme song for the next series. Oh, joy. Same on <laughs> Instagram. Uh, check me out on postpoprecords.com. Oh, yeah. I always forget to say, I was in Forbes magazine. I was actually in it. It was good. You know, just an article about me. Just you, drop that in. Yeah, I forgot to mention it. I'll get, I'm glad I got it to the next, on, on, on this series. Yeah, so go to go to the Forbes website. Just type in my name. You'll find me straight away. Um, pretty big interview, but they're going to like do a bigger one soon as well, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah, if, if you ever wanted to kind of read about the other stuff I do in the, one of the biggest magazines in the world, then go for it. You don't have to, though. I'll be in another one soon anyway. Um, so, yeah, thanks very much. And I will see you uh, next series, Makeheads. Yeah. I'm sad now, Daniela. Don't be strangers. Don't be strangers. Hit us up on Twitter. Talk to us whenever you want about anything you like. We're here to help. Goodbye, Snakeheads. Bye. Bye. Snakeheads is produced by Jed Shepherd, that's me, and it's part of the Post Pop Network. If you want to find out more about what podcasts we have and what records we release, go to postpoprecords.com. Also, check out Monkey Town.